Now, Jack, I've had the time of my life <laughs> and I owe it all to you. Tina Turner. No, it's Dirty Dancing this week. Of course Your it is. Your choice, Jack. My you choice. picked this last week, therefore I watched this week and it's an amazing film. It's iconic, isn't it, Simon? Mm-hmm. Do you want to count in, Jack? I'll count it in. A five and a six and a seven and an eight. Welcome to the Blackadder's Employment Team Podcast, where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket. This podcast is aimed for managers and business owners and intends to keep you on the straight and narrow with your staff. This is our Law Behind the Movies podcast series, or ELIP, Rex of Films You Love. Each week, we'll watch a film. We'll use a podcast as short and snappy film review with a regular focus on any topical employment issues right from the plot. So this week, you, Jack, picked Dirty Dancing, you, Jack. I did indeed. I'm quite, I'm quite pleased with the choice, actually, Si. <laughs> do, do you want to do the brief plot in one sentence, JB? Of course. So spending the summer at Kellerman's resort, Francis, baby, Hausman, <laughs> falls in love with the camp's dance instructor, learns the mambo, gets the dance instructor sacked, and has the time of her life. <laughs> and I owe it all to you. Yeah, that's enough. Apologies. Okay, so the it's back in the summer of... Back in the summer of 63. <laughs> it doesn't work, sorry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Enough singing. Okay. Summer of 63. Summer of 63. Frances' baby Hausman is on holiday with her family to the resort Kellerman's. Baby's dad, Jake, is a doctor. And Max Kellerman is owner of the resort. Johnny Castle, who's played by Patrick Swayze, mm-hmm. is one of the dance instructors at the resort. Johnny requires to dance the mambo at a neighbouring resort, but his dance partner, Penny, is pregnant. Baby volunteers to stand in for Penny. Baby dances the mambo. Quite successfully, might I add. Um, Baby and Johnny return to the resort to witness Penny gravely injured by a botched abortion. Baby calls her dad, Jake, the cardiologist, who helps stabilise Penny. Baby's dad is angry with Baby for lying to him. He tells her never to mix with the dance crowd ever again. (laughs) Baby sneaks off to apologise to Johnny for her dad's behaviour. They sleep together. (laughs) Max Kellerman threatens to fire Johnny on the basis of some stolen wallets the night before. Baby confirms that Johnny couldn't have stolen the wallets the previous night because he was with her. Um, Johnny's still fired from mixing with Baby. At the end of the season, talent show, Johnny disrupts the finale, Baby does the grand lift and Baby's dad reconciles with Baby and Johnny. The guests all join Baby in dancing to... Uh, <laughs> the time of any my excuse, life. Any excuse to get those dulcet tones. Is that the last <laughs> tune we'll do in this podcast, Jack? Yeah, uh, I think we should promise that now. Okay, so plan solution number one is what, Jack? So the first thing that jumped out was quite early on in the film, we see this guy, Max Kellerman, who's the owner of Kellerman's Resort. He's a rotter, isn't he? He's an absolute rotter. Yeah, it's quite an upscale, upmarket holiday retreat type mm-hmm. place, isn't it? So Max says at the start of the, the film, there are two types of help here. You guys are the college guys. I went to Harvard and Yale to hire you. Why do that? Why? Because it's a family pre- place. That means you keep your fingers out of the water, you hit the soup, and show the goddamn daughters a good time. All the daughters, even the dogs. Ouch. Um, so romance them any way you want so that's kind of how he speaks to the waiters yep and then uh, Johnny Castle Patrick Swayze walks into the restaurant and Mr Kellerman in this occasion says 
Well, if it isn't the entertainment stuff. <laughs> Listen, wise ass, you've got your own rules. Dance with the daughters, teach them the mambo, the cha-cha, anything they pay for. That's it. That's where it ends. No funny business, no conversations, and keep your hands off. <laughs> okay. So it's clear that Kellerman divides the two staff into two camps. The haves, Ivy League. Yep. The have-nots, the entertainment staff. So the halves, they're the rich kids, Ivy League. They're allowed to romance the guests' daughters, do whatever they want, no matter how unattractive, I think was the inference. Mm -hmm. Whereas Max demeans the have-nots, who are the poorer kids, by telling them that they'll be out of a job if they so much as touch any of the guests. So clearly double standards totally, of the highest totally. order. Again, entertainment staff are mostly ethnic origin. Yeah, um, that's a good so point. by comparison, the waitings staff are all kind of males... White males. Yeah. Is there a claim there potentially for the entertainment staff? Yeah. I mean, it could be like a, because the majority of them are from an ethnic, different ethnic minority groups, mm -hmm. could be a basis of an indirect discrimination claim. Totally. Whereby so again, they're all treated the same. Totally. And because a higher proportion of them are, are ethnic minorities. How about the reference Max makes to the daughters? Um, show them a good time all the daughters even the dogs um, that's a bad reference isn't it Jack yeah that's pretty bad um, could be related to sex mm -hmm. um, and by referring to females as dogs presumably trying to infer that they're not attractive as the other ones or whatever but you know that that could have the effect of intimidating or offending somebody or humiliating somebody and even though the meters are all men Theological claim against Kellerman on the basis of sex discrimination, couldn't they? Yeah, absolutely. Because comment, he wouldn't say that about a guy. So no, um, I think there's two potential claims there, both under the Equality Act. So a bad start for the good Max Kellerman. No, okay. So that's employment issue number one. Employment issue number two is what? So this is where, um, as you know, Johnny and Baby sleep together, um, and then at breakfast the next day. Um, there's an accusation against Johnny that Johnny stole the wallets um, from um, this person in the resort. So, um, do you want to play? I'll play Max, shall I? You can play Neil. I'll play Neil, okay. Okay, so Vivian thinks she remembers this dance kid, Johnny, walking by. So we ask him, you've been alibi for last night? He says he's alone in his room, reading. There are no books in Johnny's room. There's been similar thefts at Shell Drake. It's happened before. Three other wallets. So again, baby jumps to Johnny's defence because, as we know, she was from the night before. Yeah. John to play baby Jack. Yeah. <laughs> baby Jack. There's been a mistake. I know Johnny didn't do it. Anyone could have taken it. I've got an eyewitness and the kid has no alibi. Come on, Neil. You'll then was like to fire an employee. Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> I know Johnny didn't take the wallet. I know... Because he was in his room all night. And the reason I know this is because <sighs> I was with him. <laughs> so again, it's a shocker at the breakfast table in the Kellerman's Resort. So again, I suppose that potentially um, there's been some form of investigation, hasn't there? So Max has said to Joni, even alibi for last night, um, is that a fair investigation, Jack, would you say? Yeah, I mean, he's asking, he's basically doing his fact-finding exercise, mm -hmm. so he has done that, he's asked him about that. So no notice required for a fact-finding, no yep. companion required for the fact-finding, so potentially mm -hmm. it's okay. Um, but then let's say, even if Baby didn't admit she was with Johnny the night before, could the employer dismiss on the basis of um, what um, Johnny said to Max? 
Yeah, I would say absolutely. I mean, obviously the information or the revelation from Baby is a bit of a game changer because that means there's conflicting evidence and you would say, well, why would she lie about that? Totally. But without that, then I think it would be fair because remember, we don't need to have corroboration for a to meet the virtual test for the dismissal to be on the balance of probabilities and the employer has to have a reasonable belief. So I think dismissal could have been possible had Baby not jumped to Johnny's rescue on this case. And let's say potentially the resort, um, I guess the resort says to Max, fire Johnny, who Mm -hmm. won't come back. Mm. Would that be potentially a fair dismissal, would you say? So let's say... Uh, one of the guests the resort said, unless you fire Johnny Castle, mm-hmm. we'll return to the resort ever again. Mm. Would that be a fair dismissal, you say, Jack? Um, yeah, I suppose that could be. Could come under the heading of some other substantial reason. SOSR dismissal. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Third party pressure. Mm-hmm. Sometimes hear about it on, I don't know, somebody working on an oil rig and the owner of the oil rig says, I'm not having that person back on my rig. Totally. So the test for that is, number one, has the employer followed a fair process? Okay, check. Number two, has the employer considered other steps it can take to mitigate the injustice of the employee? Okay, check. And three, would a fair to dismiss Johnny result in serious harm to business? Um, if the answer all three questions is yes, then that could be a fair dismissal, could it? Could be fair, yeah. I mean... Kellerman, all these people that come to the resort presumably they spend pay a lot of money, a lot they? of money to come and get entertained and high high importance, high power clients. What so they you... call these kind of bunnies? What do they call them? The resort bunnies, remember? <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> the resort bunnies. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, I digress. But so that could be a potentially dismissal. So again, as you know, Baby says actually it wasn't him. I was Johnny last night. Um, so again, Baby thinks it's fine. He's safe, so they meet in Johnny's cabin later on that morning. Um, and Johnny's cabin is a lovely cabin, isn't it, Jack? Really swanky, really nice and Scandinavian themed. It's hipster, isn't it? Hipster inspired hipster. cabin. Yeah, it's nice. the sort of digs that I would, I think, I would thrive in. For three grand a week in Brotty Ferry. Deal. <laughs> <laughs> so again, John to play, jo- John to play baby. I'll play Johnny. Sure, hubby baby. Go on then. So then, it's all right. I knew it would work out. I knew they'd have to apologise. I'm out, baby. They fired you anyway because of me? And if I leave quietly, I'll get my summer bonus. So I did it for nothing? I hurt my family, you lost your job. Great, I did it for nothing. <laughs> so again, is that fair to say, Jack? I mean, remember at the start, Max did warn Johnny, no funny business, no conversations, keep your hands to yourself. True. So he did warn about... Um, interaction with the guests and mm-hmm. he's, he's breached that instruction mm-hmm. failure to follow a lawful instruction maybe totally totally. does it totally. matter were they on working time when this when this uh, happened or was it in the evening out with good one time? Jack good See, one good one would that even matter <laughs> would it be an extension of the workplace all sorts of questions could raise their head but I think potentially when I watched a film years ago I thought gosh that's so unfair poor Johnny dismissed for that bad behaviour but now I think actually Fair play to Max. Yeah. Fair play. He did He did warn the guy. Johnny didn't heed the warning. Mm-hmm. Um, he he followed, he didn't follow his head. Nope. Followed something else. And... <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's potentially, I think, a fair dismissal. Yeah. What about the comment, if I leave quietly, I'll, I'll get my summer bonus? Hmm. Do you think that's a potential conversation? Do you think it's a, a selling agreement to be entered into between Johnny and Kellerman's Resort, would you say? 
I would wager that it hasn't been, but it probably should have been. <laughs> yeah. uh, we yeah. see that uh, we occasionally see these kind of situations where uh, an employee is alleged with misconduct, but sometimes a settlement agreement for a a fairly low ball mm-hmm. figure might be utilised as an alternative to the person getting sacked for nothing. And as we know, Jack, at the end of the film, he does disrupt the finale he and does. goes in, does a dance with baby. Now, uh... <laughs> Simon, we promise uh... no more singing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that concludes this episode, isn't it, Jack? It does indeed. Well, not quite. We've got a, our usual three takeaway tips, Simon. Okay, okay. Uh, tip, first tip, set out the expectations for staff in writing at the start of the relationship. If Max had written down his expectations of the waiting staff and the entertainment staff, then he may have realised how discriminatory he was being. Yeah, I mean, it's bad from him, he says, kind of, waiting staff, woo the female guests. Yeah, it's ridiculous, Entertainment isn't it? staff, lay off. Yeah, completely, completely inappropriate and discriminatory, as we highlighted. Good. Tip two, Sai. Um, remember, corroboration is not required for misconduct, even gross misconduct. The test is balance of probabilities. Is it more likely than not that a particular event happened? Has the employer fully investigated? Um, and if so, if those boxes are all ticked, then you don't need to have a second person or piece of evidence to corroborate. Good. And tip three, threat conversation should always be handled with care. And the should have a plan A, conversation, settlement agreement, and a plan B, disciplinary action. Good one, Sai. Si. Very fair, yeah. All too often we see uh, employers going in with plan A um, and then the offer gets rejected and they haven't thought particularly well about, okay, what's the next move? Mm-hmm. Okay, so much of time for this film, Jack. Come on, be reasonable, be reasonable. 6.5. Oh, come on, Jack. Higher than that, surely. There was only a couple of scenes, really, Simon. The, the legendary montage and the, the theme tune. Remember the hungry eyes? That was an amazing training if, montage, wasn't it? Yeah, if, if it was not for that montage, it would have been a four. <laughs> better than Rocky, Rocky Four? Better montage, not a better <laughs> film. <laughs> Fine. I'm going to give it, mark out of 10, I'm going to give it an 8.5. Nice. Nice. Nice, Simon. Um, so that pretty much concludes. Mm-hmm. We are remarkably reached a juncture where we've had 95 reviews 95 of this podcast. iTunes reviews. Yeah. Fours and five mostly. No ones, no twos, no threes. That's that's remarkable. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to get to 100 reviews. Yes, that's the deal, isn't it? That's the milestone. And basically, I think we're not going to record any more podcasts until we get to 100. So right, that's the that? deal. That's the deal. For our next podcast, give us a review ASAP. Then we'll get to 100, pod- 100 reviews we'll do next yeah. season of the podcast. Is that fair, Jack? It's fair, but P.S., please don't sue us for blackmail. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Okay. Cheers and cheerio. Cheers, cheerio. Cheerio.